to another episode of the Thunder Rooster Podcast. My name is Ron. And I'm Paul. And today we are taking a stab at uh, the subject of the Ohio State Reformatory. Paul has a nice little story we'll get to a little later. <laughs> but uh, Time to get scared, Ron. It's time to get scared. This place is definitely, uh, it's got some spookiness to it. A lot. And uh, so... What we're doing is we're kind of, we, we got four main subjects that we want to discuss on this podcast and one being movies, one being like uh, music. So we'll do like an artist spotlight and as well as doing a conspiracy mm-hmm. and a paranormal and paranormal. And today it is going to be a paranormal, but as we go along, we will uh, be hooking it back around through those four. Uh, we'll go... Movie, music, conspiracy, paranormal, and we'll just keep the revolutions going like that. Let's keep bringing it. Let's Let's keep it going. Let's dive in now. (laughs) All right, so let's kick it off with the Ohio State Reformatory. So before we we divulge into this, um, the first thing that we'll mention to our listeners and viewers is that this is one of the most frightening places on earth. Yeah. So let that sink in for a minute. This place is crazy. So let's go into it. Uh, first and foremost thing, uh, located outside of Mansfield, Ohio. It's uh, gorgeous. Beautiful area. Gorgeous. Yeah. Let me get this out of the way right now. I have not actually been inside of the reformatory itself, but I have been to the location, but it was after the COVID-19 kicked in and they have the place basically gated up. I'll show a little picture right here. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of jealous. I haven't actually got to go in there yet. Don't, don't be. <laughs> but yeah, tell this us about this going about this run. But yes, tell us about this majestic castle of horrors. The castle of horrors that is the Mansfield Reformatory. Dracula's castle, as the Dracula's like castle. It. it could be. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're discussing. Um, so the Mansfield Reformatorium uh, outside of Mansfield, Ohio, has been a prison for a long time. Uh, this was a prison that opened back in 1896. It actually closed in 1910. We'll get to that. Um, but this particular prison was basically set up to basically rehabilitate, um, you know, juvenile youth or people who had a little bit of trouble. Um, that's kind of what the premise of this of this location was: was to try to get people back on their feet, get them um, back in society, get them you know free thinking, get them all going. Uh, as far as what they need to do day to day to life, well, everything was good at the beginning at this at this mega complex, um, and then what ended up happening over time is that you ran into situations with overcrowding, um, and basically the message of this prison ended up changing. Like I said, they opened in 1896. Um, one of the things that it's very familiar about on of this location was the a good majority of the Shawshank Redemption movie was filmed at the reformatory in Mansfield. Yeah, I think that's ultimately what led to it remaining to, remaining there to this day. Right. And to this day it's 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 a historic site. Mm-hmm. So they have funding to allow people to learn about these events and to take tours. So they do that throughout the year. I don't know with COVID, but I'm sure that'll get back at one point. Mm-hmm. Um so ideally that was the whole central focus was to have a rehabilitation center to bring back troubled youth. And in the early days, everything kind of seemed to be uh, going well. This particular location also 
um, was used, you know, before that was built, the land was a training ground for the Civil War. Right, it was Camp Mordecai. Yeah, yeah, so there was definitely a history even going back before, you know, the land was developed. Right. So uh, it was completed in 1919, and still to this day, it's the largest self-support steel cell block in the world. So as far as a prison a prison situation, I mean, you still got the... That was what blew me away as far as the cell block because I had witnessed, you know, checking out the reformatory. I went with, you know, my brother and a couple of my friends, and we'll bring that up shortly. But you got a six-story prison, 600 cells each floor. Um, you got 250,000 square feet. Wow. This thing is massive. It's absolutely, it's it's an architecture delight, I must say. It's really incredible. Right. Um, the architect who actually designed the building was uh, Levy T. Schofield. Um, and it, it was kind of, the, the imagery of the building is, in, is gothic in nature. Mm-hmm. But over time, some of the research I saw and read about it was a lot of, a lot of the prisoners and uh, people who worked within the reformatory itself kind of kind of looked at the building and said, this kind of looks like like Dracula's castle, kind of creepy. Right. So you already had this, the kind of the notion of the building kind of looking creepy before anything else goes into it. Yeah, and a lot of the inspiration, it, it was three different architecture types that mm. they combined to make this, but uh, with without boring you in that detail, uh, <laughs> uh, it was the really... Good stuff. The architect had in mind to make it where it was intimidating, mm-hmm. but oh, yet yeah. at the same time kind of... To scare people straight, like you said, yeah, you walk up straight, you giving know, you hope. You have a big, like you have a big turnaround the front entrance, mm-hmm. and it, it is, and it's a lot to take in. You look at these oh, doors, yeah. and it is just this massive complex. It looks amazing from the outside, right? It's beautiful, amazing, but yet looks creepy as shit. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's very dark. <laughs> it's like, you're like, let's go, let's leave, let's leave. Um, so yeah, so there was a good history. You know, things were moving along with the prison. Um, then things started getting bad towards towards the end of the 70s, about 78. They actually closed her down. They had a federal court hearing, um, and this was over conditions. Right. Conditions they had several fa- lawsuits. Lawsuits that. that pended. Um, conditions of the facility. Uh, <clears throat> conditions for the inmates. You okay. know, the, the place was falling apart. Well, yeah, um, you have to understand, too. It's like there was no AC in this place. No. This for is, sure. No. And, you know, in Ohio, where we currently live, uh, it's, it, gets it, gets cold, and it gets cold. And it gets hot it gets in hot. the summer. And the top floor of that six-story cell block, uh, I can only imagine how much heat that you get there. And I did see somewhere where it said that even on the bottom floors in the wintertime, mm-hmm. your light fixtures and stuff would gloss over in ice. I mean, we're talking like crazy-ass conditions. There's no wonder it got shut down for inhumane practices. Yeah, just you can only imagine off that. So within that stint, um, they did actually, they implemented another prison reformatory in 90. And it's literally across the street from the prison that's no longer being used now. Right. So if you were to go to Mansfield, you would see the location of the the prison, where was filmed for Shawshank, and then you have the other one that's across, which ended up being the new prison. Now, while we're talking about Shawshank, that was a great, incredible movie. one of the one of the greatest <laughs> one of the greatest movies of all time. I it literally can be that because I'm pretty sure I think it's on IMDb or something yep. like that is the most uh, liked movie ever, flat out like 
Well, it's got Morgan Freeman in it. Right. And Tim Tim Robbins. Tim, Tim Robbins, yeah. he, Tim he Robbins. did an amazing job at that. Mm-hmm. Old Andy Dufresne. <laughs> but uh, it's crazy to me that they just made a whole nother prison. I mean, I guess it makes sense, you know, geologically, well, they, but... The, they didn't have the... So the funding just... It just kept decreasing over the years, okay? Uh-huh. So, like I said, the end of 78... They had the lawsuit. They wanted to try to build things back up. So they came up with the idea to try to make it a maximum security prison. They started, there was, then there was more overcrowding. They wanted to keep bringing more and more and more in, and it wasn't working. At one point, they were having, there were four cell, or excuse me, there were four prisoners to a cell. Right. Now, did they keep the prison, uh, the reformatory, was it still in operation when they had the new prison going? No. No? Okay. So we're saying, so, you know, it started out as a rehab center, and then as things progressively changed, you have that 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 court order. They close it down. They try to you know get everything back together, and then as they were noticing that yeah things were not working out in their favor, right? So everything that led to the closure of the one was because of all the bad things that happened, right? So it was the bad conditions and everything. The new one opened in ninety. There really hasn't been any information about that. Right. The The thing that I was leading into a little mm-hmm. earlier was, like, they have the graveyard from people who have died at the reformatory. Yeah. It's actually on the premise or the the location of where the new prison's at. So, like, you can't even go there. I heard something along the lines of, like, it's tight security. So, like, if you're even around that area, you know, you have a black SUV pull up, get question <laughs> no, don't, don't want that at all no um so yeah so there were there was a lot of bad that happened there yeah there were people that died in the prison there was an inmate that set himself on fire mm. okay i mean and we're you know we're gonna get to more into that i mean i mean just in the, con- the living conditions as it were um no windows yeah. okay steels rotted out Hot as balls in the summertime. And you're cramming four people in there. Think about when, you know, in college, okay? I had, I had a, you know, I had a roommate. I didn't live in a quad, but (laughs) factor living in a quad in prison with four people or three other people you don't know. And then you see how things, how things add up over time. Right. So you got that going on with everything else that's going on in there. Yeah. That doesn't make things easy. Never done any stint in prison or nope. anything. I hope you never do. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm good. I guess Paul has a virgin. And, uh, I'm virgin. I'm good. But, I mean, you have to consider your surroundings in this place. Not only that, but you have to also add in the violence that's associated with it. Especially when they made it a maximum security prison. Because right. God knows what these people did to get them there. They're there, and they're not happy about it. <laughs> Nobody's going to be happy about these living conditions. No, and then one of the things that I found out in research, which was crazy, um, there was a New York Times story that was dated uh, July 15th, 1898, and it said in the headline, 45 prisoners were hung by their thumbs. By their thumbs? I mean, yeah, by their thumbs. Uh, and this was after going on strike because they could not get access to tobacco. I mean, I can understand going on strike for that, but how do you hang a person by their thumbs? It just doesn't seem right to me. 
oh, I'm sure there's ways. I'm sure we'll try. I'll, I'll I, dig I don't up, want to think about them, but. I'll dig up something and maybe I'll, I'll put a little <laughs> clip or something in, in our break. But that. That's what blew my mind. I go, these these people. Sounds a little morbid, but I kind of want to see that. Saying. It's like, that's just, that's just F up. Like, wow. just going to that point. You know what I mean? It's just. So you had so you have weird things that happen like this, you know, uh, hanging by the thumbs, mm-hmm. person setting themselves on fire, yeah, and then obviously other things that contributed to kind of the strange behaviors that were starting to go on in the prison. Um, the there was information about the warden's wife at the time, yeah. So the warden's wife, just a simple, she was going to her closet and. Uh, Dropped a gun from the closet that discharged and killed her. Yeah. Shot her in the lung. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, is that an accident or did something happen? Now we, you know, we want to start bridging gaps here. Yeah. It's all speculation. All speculation. Point. But as far as what we could, we could gather, mm-hmm. um, the prison at the point when it was open before its closure, housed at least 150 plus thousand inmates. Mm-hmm. You had documented at least 215 prisoners who died. Right in the confinements and a prison guard who was caught in a riot. Okay. I mean, you got it, friends hanging out. I mean, this stuff definitely has a recipe for a uh, pretty grim haunting, you know, I don't uh, think anyone's very happy right at this point. What right. do you think? You know, now, like you were saying about the uh, warden's wife who passed away, uh, something that's key about that. I mean, it's kind of a little suspicious sure. what, what happened, but you know, it could also be just coincidence. But that her spirit has been, um, I guess, there's a record of her spirit mm-hmm. coming around with mm-hmm. like the smell of yeah. like, rose perfume or roses. Yeah, and there have been indiv- individuals that you know who have went on the trips to camp out or explore Mansfield in itself mm-hmm. where people have come across this rose scent, right. a rose perfume, a rose scenting perfume. And, and the historians there have said, yeah, that's what she wore. Yeah. Now there was an instance in, um, for another guard, I believe. Now what had happened was, um, there was a couple guys who were inmates there at the reformatory. Both of them got out on parole. And I think one was out and for a whole year it took for the other guy to get out, but they ended up getting back together and they actually started, you know, robbing places and killing people. And they, I guess they had the nickname, the mad dog gang, or maybe it wasn't gang, but it definitely was mad dog something, but they had it out for this particular guard who I guess just got them the most or, you know, something. They had it really bad for this guard. I don't remember his name. Maybe I'll put it up right up here. But what had happened was they went back to Mansfield because they were, I think they were even out of the state at this point, but they came back to Mansfield, found out where the guy lived. They got him, his wife, and his 21-year-old daughter they walked him out to a pasture and shot all of them in the head and left him for dead. And just had some random kids in the community come across their bodies. They get did get caught, and they did get the death penalty for it. But mm. the guy, mm. the guy was just so hard up to get revenge on this guy. He literally was like, you know, I know I'm going to die for this. 
but at least I got him, you know. But that's crazy. That's, that's just, just so crazy. I mean, maybe maybe it has something to do with what we're talking about, right. but at the same time, it's just one another one of those grim histories that you you'll find when you kind of look into the Mansfield Reformatory. It's just one of those um, notable cliff notes, I guess you could say, among it. But there's so much violence wrapped in this place. I can only imagine walking into the cell block area and the massiveness of it, first off. It's in, it's insane. And how much negative energy is in this place. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> you think? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we are going to take a quick commercial break. Probably not a commercial because, you know, this is number three. No, this is number four. Four. (laughs) But uh, we'll be right back. So when Andrew Dufresne came to me in 1949 and asked me to smuggle Rita Hayworth into the prison for him, I told him, no problem. Here's a nice little uh, tidbit we got going for this, and this is partially why we picked the uh, the subject of the reformatory for this episode. But Paul has a nice little story for this, and uh, I'll have to admit, when I heard it, I uh, little chills, little, little, little chills. Bit of chills going on that one. It'd be good to close the chapter after tonight, right? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So yeah, so I do have a story to tell. Um, I actually, in college, probably about 15 years ago, uh, I went with my brother, roommate, and, uh, my brother's girlfriend. And we just made it a night, you know, right when, when Halloween comes around, you have haunted houses, hay rides, this and that. Just thought it'd be a fun thing to do. Always heard about these things. You know, you have concerts at that facility. They have tours at Shawshank. Cool. So I'm like, okay. And I wasn't a believer into the supernatural or the paranormal until this night. Not at all. You hadn't had any experiences or anything like God that. God is my witness. Okay. So we go in and at the point in time, uh, I think it was a Friday or Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were going there, there were doing tours. Right. So they were taking groups of people into the facility. How large were the groups? They let people in probably about, about four or five in a group. Four, that's a good. That's a nice size. You know what I mean? So yeah. so they, they drew it out. You wait a little bit and this and that. Okay. Right. So the way the way the prison is set up, so you have your front entrance okay. and you have your lower lobby and the lobby branches out into different clerical office uh, sectors, basically for just the front office. Right. Then you go through doors, and then there's several different wings to this prison. There's a west cell. There's an east cell. There's your six floors. 
And then downstairs is the pit, yeah. the solitary confinement pit. I didn't know any about any of this stuff before. I know all now. So we just were going to go in the ocean. Oh, it's, it's, you know, let's go to the prison. Let's get a good scare. And they had displays and they had people jumping out and they had things grabbing you. And it, and it was that atmosphere. It's a, yeah. a good scare tactic. So now after doing the research where there was something that happened and I was the anchor of our group. Okay. Every time you went around a different corner or different bend, you know, you'd have kind of people that chaperone you to be where you need to be. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So we were walking down one of the sectors of the prison. Now looking back, it could have maybe been in the Eastern cell block where all the free, you know, free form cells are. And I'm walking around with my group and after we turned the corner at one of the of the ends, I got a cold chill, mm-hmm. like right on my neck, like ice cold, like some like something's touching me, just yeah. out of the ordinary. And I'm like, this is weird, but it wasn't enough to like, oh, I'm not no big deal, you know. I'm like, okay, it's kind of cold here, right? There's lanterns around the facility because you know it was kind of cold at this time. Right, you just kind of walking doing your thing, and all of a sudden, like that. Oh. Kind of weird. <laughs> but you have you have lanterns and stuff, so it's pretty warm. You have all the people in there, so you have the heat. Yeah. You have the heat dispensing. So we're going around the one corner, and again, I, I it doesn't take long to get through a tour, as far as I understand. Right. Um, it had to be maybe just a little bit through, and I'm cold, and I'm not saying anything because I'm like maybe just something's going on. So I'm looking back over my shoulder, and there's nothing there. There's no group after us. There's no group before us. We have a long free reign of just us. Yeah. And then probably several minutes after getting that cold feeling, something grabbed me and pulled me down. It's fucking pulled me. Like just your, pulled me down. Like by your shirt, by your arm. Like... I just got pulled down. Okay. I ripped part of my jeans. That's really what I kind of remember at that point. Because at, at this point, I don't really still remember enough other than running out crying like a child. <laughs> so running, there was like no contact. No, you I just, just left my sudden, group. You were I just, just said, down. I said, screw this. That's it. Yeah. And I waited back at the car. And my brother, his roommate and brother's girlfriend come up and they're like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Looks like you saw a ghost. I was like, no shit. Right. What's wrong? What's wrong? I don't know how to explain this to you guys, but something grabbed me, pulled me down. And something was ice cold. I don't know what this is. I don't like it. I want to go the fuck home. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm crying the whole way there. Or all the way back. Um, It it still bothers me. I bet. You know what I mean? And even even going over this stuff, it gives me some closure. Uh, it's, It's fascinating. But ever since that moment, I was like, maybe this is real. Maybe there is paranormal activity. Maybe these things do happen. Right. For all these people, for these things to happen to, they're not all crazy. Mm-mm. There's just some things that you cannot explain. Right. It's so easy. To, it's it's such a write off. To I'm just, just say I'm already racing crazy. as it is, and it's just like you know freaking yeah. me out a little bit. But it's like you know I I know that it's not something that carries you know it's not carrying over. It's not freaking me out. But it's like that's some serious shit. Yeah. Now knowing now all the shit that has happened there, you can understand that you know these were bad situations. Right. And, and these souls need to be let go. It's what they really need to be. They got nowhere to go. It's so, crazy. and every other, you know, Nimrod that goes in there and wants to stay in the night and stuff, that's fine. They're just going to keep tormenting. I mean, 
but it's just the the energy from that point i just i've never felt anything like that and i hope i don't ever feel anything like that again that's crazy so maybe just maybe you want to want to put a wager out fine let's do it fine you want a thousand views a thousand likes let's do a thousand likes on this video and i will take paul back to the reformatory and fine. we'll do a video there. fine one thousand or a thousand subscribers whichever ones comes first okay yeah. thousand likes or a thousand subscribers and you guys can watch me cry like a bitch all over again <laughs> <laughs> grown-ass man watch it you'll, you'll have me out there with you and i'm gonna be the one who's <laughs> crying like a baby that'll be me but uh yeah, very, very eye-opening, and yeah. it, it just totally, it totally opened my world into other things that I never would have expected. Right. Yeah i i had I haven't had an experience quite like that. Um, definitely, I've had experiences, but I don't ever see anything. That's the weird thing about me. It's like I'm one. I'm more of one of those people that I feel things. Like I'm really good about reading people most of the time. Sure. So obviously it's not accurate a hundred percent, but, um, you know, there's plenty of times where I'll be in a place that, you know, is completely, I'm oblivious to there being anything going on there or any kind of like ghost stories or anything like that. But I'll go into a room or something like that. And my body just like, it just snaps yeah. like yeah. there's like an electric field of my own going. It's like something's it's my little spider sense. <laughs> it's tingling. But yeah, it's crazy. I just I, I can't I can't tell you. I mean, there's too much evidence out there, mm-hmm. you know, mainly just personal personal accounts of this stuff. And, you know, you got your your shows like ghost hunters and stuff like that and some of it's a little weird but at the same time like they're out there and they're they're getting stuff they're capturing things on audio you know the evp stuff something's going down <laughs> i just think they should just level all these houses uh, <laughs> any yeah. of these places where these things are happening i mean level them all but then again, you've got <laughs> then the, they'll go away. You've got the uh, burial grounds that get built over, and uh, <laughs> I was, that's always the first mistake. Uh, Let's build on a burial ground. Well, a lot of what it could also, go wrong. A lot of it too could be just residual energy. Sure, you know, yeah. I mean, something's going to happen with that energy as we're gone. Bad juju, <laughs> bad juju. Like, did not want me there. Yeah, and I said, sir, I don't want to be here either. <laughs> I don't want to. But yeah. So let's get to a thousand so we can freak me out. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. Right? Well, here's to hoping. Yeah. Keep that on the back burner. Got anything else? I I do have more questions. Um, There there are notable hauntings. Well, not hauntings, but, you know, there's been a lot of tours and stuff that's picked up on uh, particular spirits and stuff there. One which was, it was a surprise to me, but there's a like a spirit of of a 14 year old boy there that I guess was killed that roams around the prison, and you know people who've gone on uh, investigations and stuff like that has gotten responses from this kid. I don't know if there's any record of there being an actual kid getting killed there, but 
maybe during the reformatory time, like the actual reform part of it, but did you come across anything I like didn't, that? No. No. Not to say it didn't, but I gotta check that camera real quick. <laughs> Fucking ghost. One of the videos Leon Bibb was there like seven years ago and he goes, Yeah, we were doing some uh sound bites and then we noticed all our batteries were drained. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. This is going to be a fun little episode filled in with a bunch of random pictures, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. But, uh, give me the 1000 run. <laughs> so I can wet myself. Can't wait. I'll have you pissing your pants. I in will. Mansfield. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so tell me like, well, what was it like walking into that giant cell block? Like, it's creepy as fuck. <laughs> I mean, you got everything is just decrepit. It's like the cells. It's like, like you know, like the paints chipping from the metal. I mean, it is just like you just look like at a like the walls in these prison cells is like a bunch of like paper machine. I mean, it's just like there is no. It's paint peeling, right? It's just everything's yeah. It just yeah. looks like a bunch of newspaper just crumbled this shit together. Just yeah. like I mean, it's just everything's faded. Everything is just decrepit there was no i mean there is nothing you look at you look at a prison cell today at nine by 12 and you just look at oh you know here's like their little section here it's but they even have like you know color-coded wall i mean this is just i mean i wonder if alcatraz looks as bad as this you know what i mean i want to go there so bad i want to you know i would love for this podcast to actually become something really cool so we can go to locations and do podcasts. Yeah. That would be great. That would get our asses up to the reformatory. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Don't make me do it. <laughs> just kidding. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, and maybe if I went during the day, I would have been able to see a little more things and, and better view. Yeah. But again, this was 15 some years ago. Also, it's, it was dark, wasn't it? The place wasn't nighttime. really like lit up or anything. No, no. Yeah. Like I said, everything that was just kind of lit up through most of the, most of the trails you would go through the the prison, they had like you know lanterns or, or or light sections or fixture just in little spots. Yeah. So you basically would just were walking around like that. You know, we didn't have our smartphones at the time, so right. it really wasn't much we could do. Yeah. Something that I found interesting about that, um, the the construction of the reformatory, uh, they started in what'd you say eighteen what ninety six. It's 1896. When they, they, when they opened. Oh, they opened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 1886 is when they started building it, mm-hmm. and they didn't finish it until 1910. Right. When it was finalized. Yep. So, like, 25 years. It's a lot of time. I mean, build that thing. But they actually ended up opening in the 1890s while it was still being built and having the prisoners and such that they had in there build their own prison. How much of a mind fuck is that? I mean, let's take away all your rights, throw you in a cage, but now we're going to make you build that cage. (laughs) Screw you. I'm going to build a way out of that cage. It's like you're building a death trap for yourself. Yeah. It's like, here you go. Here's a shovel. Get to work. Yeah. At the time it it was only good. It was in good intentions, but it definitely was not where it ended up. 
some weird stuff going on in here right now. I'm hearing clicking noises. See that thing drop? Yeah. I don't even know what that was. Might have been tape or something. You sure? You'll have to check that later. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Maybe it was an entity. That and our camera just going out out of nowhere. Could be. Maybe when you talk about this stuff, that's when... Now, if the lights start to flicker, then we're done. Yeah. I'll run right out If of you here. missed our Exorcist episode, which was our first podcast, uh, we were talking about the movie, and I didn't even know it was thunderstorming outside, <laughs> and we had a lightning strike so close. That was... I mean... Uh, it was great. Again, some things are unexplained. <laughs> they just happen. Yeah. But yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Um, yes. <laughs> let's put it to bed. There's obviously a lot more topics to talk about. Oh, well, not topics, but I'm sure there's so much. A lot of the subjects we talk about, there's so much more that can go into. We could be here for days. Right. So this is just a little tidbit, a little takeaway of what we have on it. And, you know, it also also leaves us room to explore more in the future. Definitely get us to a thousand likes on this video, though, (laughs) so we can explore it sooner. Son of a bitch. It's September or August 6th right now. And so Halloween's pretty close. Maybe we can yep. swing that one yeah, again. It could happen. Yeah. It could happen. <laughs> could very well. Well, yeah, I, I don't have anything else. No, I think we're good. Okay. Let's just let's just wrap this up and hopefully never come back to this again, other than, you know, you watching me cry. Yeah. That'll be worth it then. <laughs> All right. And we didn't bring this up, but, well, we brought up Shawshank Redemption, but there was a lot of... Oh, yeah. It's been a lot of stuff filmed at this place. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, I heard. Including music videos, a little Wayne. I will, I don't know why you'd want to film anything there. Little Wayne painted a wholesale gold to That's shoot right. a video in. That's cool. And God smacked, uh, their awake videos in there. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. Huh. There was a Russian prison from air force one scene shot in that one. Nope. <laughs> but Shawshank redemption was ma- the majority, majority of it. Was completely shot there, there. Yeah. but go watch that movie if you haven't seen it. It is an amazing movie. It has Morgan Freeman in it. What else do you need? Yeah, <laughs> He's the Godfather. Well, all right, folks. All right. Hope you have a good rest of your week. Thanks we for will tuning in. Be back next week. Do we know what we're talking about next week? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we better get moving. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good one. We will see you next time. All right, take it easy. It always makes me laugh. Andy Dufresne, who crawled through a river of shit and came out clean on the other side. Andy Dufresne. (laughs)